Hello everyone and welcome to the Azure Let's Talk podcast. Um, this is the first episode of hopefully many if we continue to do these recordings. Hey Alan. Hey, you're right Sam. I am good, thank you. Um, so yeah, so just a quick sort of introduction. Um, this is this is a podcast talking about Azure. Uh, me and Alan are two technical folk who spend a lot of time playing around with Azure, don't we, Al? I think that's probably a good way to describe ourselves. Um, and yeah, we're just going to sort of... We spend a lot of time uh, just chatting with each other and we thought it would be good that we should probably record whilst we chat sometimes because we cover many different topics, don't we? Um, we sort of come at it from two different angles and sometimes it's just nice to um, listen to other technical people talk in a non-salesy and wafty environment. I've already got it in there, right? It's only been, it's only yeah. been, uh, been record <laughs> how long have we been recording for? We've been recording for a minute and I already got it in there. Um, so yeah, so the idea is just to sort of um, talk with each other, um, talk about uh, different you know, uh, things that are happening um, in the space, um, what we've been up to, what's upcoming, and just sort of, you know, talk through Azure, really. Anything else you want to add we, to that, Al? I was going to say that, you know, I mean, we'll get onto it later, but we uh, we work in different areas, don't we? So yeah. it's a good um, wide view of everything. Well, most yeah. things anyway. Yeah, I mean, um, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think, and I think that's the the reason why we sort of went for Azure as a topic. I mean, you could pick any number of the many services and um, that Microsoft provide on Azure to just have a pod. You know, you could just have a podcast about f anything, couldn't you? Just you know, Azure functions, yeah. Azure functions. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's make the Azure functions podcast. Yeah, that's a really good. You know, um, even though that's seemingly, I mean, it's a massive product, but it's still seemingly a small part of what azure is all about and you could just quite easily have a um a just a podcast just on that couldn't you so and that's the but what we wanted is we wanted to talk sort of more high level about you know what's happening in azure um cross into both of our different domains um because like you like you said we are a bit you know apples and you know apples and oranges or you know like we're not we don't do the same thing so even though it won't be super focused into one area it should be quite a nice high level um discussion about different topics um so yeah, we cross over a couple of times don't we oh i mean we do Very... end up having calls during <laughs> you know during certain times helping each other and i think that's because because as we see me and you spend more time even though we are from two different backgrounds and we'll go on to that um in a minute um but we are from two different backgrounds but we do in azure spend time you know um working together and we don't because we don't work for the same organization but um we do still you know ha we can help each other in different ways even though we aren't in our specialist niches are we um do you want me just to give a brief yeah. sort of overview of what we're going to talk about tonight, just so everybody's sort of aware? Um, we're going to just um, talk about. Um, we're going. I'm going to do an intro. Um, Al's going to ask me some questions about sort of my background, um, and I'm also going to ask questions, some questions of Al, um, and get some background like who we are. So this this episode really is all about just introducing ourselves, talking about the format, what the plan is going to be going forward. Um, and I don't think it's going to be the, the sort of the idea that we had is that we would have one um, sort of focus on each episode. So we'd have a topic that we both want to talk about. Right. 
Um, and then we talk about that topic and we also talk about the news. And at the moment, you know, in this episode, we're not going to have a topic. We're just going to talk about ourselves at the moment um, and then have some news at the end. Right. Um, so, yeah. We'll see how this pans out, won't we? Sorry. Yeah. And I mean, you know, just talking about audience, like who do you think who do you think it's best aimed at, Al? I think it's about people that want to keep, you know, with some of the news bits, you know, we're going to be keeping up with, you know, the, the news stuff that's coming out. Um, and some of this stuff is, you know, some of the exciting stuff that's out there, you know, and how we can, how people, you know, how we utilize it in our day to day, how, you know, roles in the world. Yeah. Kind of thing. I think there is so much. I mean, like, just look at how many blogs there are, you know, Azure yeah. and Microsoft, you know, even like developer like focus blogs and um i think what sometimes good is just to sort of step away from that a little bit and just talk about a few high level topics um in audio um, format so that you don't have to just continue to read through um and digest that way it's just a you know especially for me i love i love listening to podcasts it's it's easy whilst you're traveling or you know um you're working is just to put on a podcast and and just listen as you go so Right, without further ado, I suppose then, Al, do you want to fire off some questions at me and try and... Yeah, find some information out about you. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you uh, are the identity so, guy, so... Like, yeah, <laughs> so uh, see if we can get everything out of you. Um, yeah, so what, you know, what's your story? You know, what's your background? How, you know, how did you get into um, um, IT, I guess, in this sort of state? Okay, so as a teenager... Um, pretty big nerd um, into a lot of gaming um, that's where I sort of learned um, computer systems um, and from that I naturally moved into a development position so I'm predominantly I would class myself as a software developer that's that's my background and that's that's what I do but obviously as time's gone on um, DevOps is a thing now um, and especially in smaller teams you have to um, one of the great strengths is to to also know where your code's going to go and and have an appreciation for the systems that it's going to run on. Um, so so yeah, so I worked up from a junior developer um, and then I've worked into more senior positions. Um, and yeah, and I'm really focused. I'm you know my background is .NET, um, but also I've I've got a load of mobile experience. Like when mobile sort of um, exploded. Um, that's when a lot of a lot of the people I work for and a lot of my clients over the years have asked me to build mobile experiences. You know, like a it, it's just it's just kind of natural. I mean, web is still a big part of my um, a part of my day to day, um, but there is a huge amount of mobile there. But even with mobile, there are back end systems, right? You know, um, like content management systems and you know order process. You know, all those back-end functions that need to happen they still happen somewhere on a mm. you know some sort of server-side system so um naturally i cross over those two disciplines on a on a daily basis cool so so where are you working now then um i work for myself um i've i've been in and out of jobs um before i'm quite a I don't know, you can explain it probably better than I can. Um, but um, yeah, so I've worked, I've worked for mainly, if I've been in a perm role, um, it's been at a smaller, small, S, you know, SMEs really mm. and startups. Um, I've always enjoyed working in smaller teams um, where 
you have a lot more responsibility you know um for yeah. the end product i've mm. i've really enjoyed that i i'm you know i've naturally steered away from larger organizations really i don't think there's anything wrong with them at all um it's just my it's just personally where i've gravi- you know gravitated to really um and then yeah i mean i've worked oh, when was the first time i went freelance i think it was about s- 6 or 7 years ago now the first time i like left um mm. like if i first left full-time employment shall i say um and then i've had a few instances throughout the years where people have tempted me back um because like, there is there is something about having a team and you know more people around you than just being a lone wolf um, but yeah currently um i own a company called optimize um at the moment it's just me and my wife um we we primarily build mobile applications but as i said i, I i'm i'm sort of not known but in my circle of people that i've done work for you know i'm the web and mobile guy really um and everything is is uh microsoft based um you know all of our infrastructure that we 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 work with is all in azure now um we we're pretty much you know we are microsoft partners we are it you know this is yeah it's it's kind of and i think that is um i think that's I don't know it's hard to say uh, one of the real big things that I've always liked about um, Microsoft like technologies is that they've all it's it's always been sort of big enough and let's 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 put that into better context because it doesn't really make any sense um like Visual Studio like I don't think anybody okay opinion time I don't think anybody can argue that Visual Studio isn't one of the world leading class integrated development environments that are out there right it's 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 huge it's it, and it's always been really really good you know um and I, that's one one of the reasons why i really enjoy working with microsoft technologies because it's somebody bigger is using the same thing and they've thought about a lot more complicated problems before you get there so you know like publishing profiles you know the connections it's just so deeply integrated you know azure and visual studio one click deployments and you know and it's just and now with microsoft's um acquisition of github um that is starting to become even more everything is even more integrated there you know it's just it just shows the direction that they're going for development basically um so yeah so that's sort of my it's a real quick you know um blitz through um but i have sort of done net since day day zero um and yeah and I, I'm, I'm a dev like i build stuff every day which is which i really enjoy you know that's the i think you know you you know like you know that as well it's it's all about that you know starting with nothing building a system that adds value to people yeah. and is used day in day out you know um and my i've worked for the range of different clients from council national health service startups everything in between um i really love different like working with different people on different projects um so i'm not i'm not your typical like contractor that i won't go into a business for six i have done longer term sort of you know air quotes contracting yeah. um, but it's more for me it's more project based um so it's come in build this system um and then work with us you know to improve it or it might just be me coming in and um and and maintaining a system so yeah so we're pretty we're pretty small obviously it's just my you know um my wife and i um she 
she does all of the operations and project management like all the stuff that i don't like to do because that's not my skill set so um, yeah it's well that's it's it (laughs) but you have to have it you know it's it's part of the course you can't just you can't just be amazing technically in my opinion you have to have um you have to have the processes in place to build you know it's not just building like secure and resilient software it's also you know how do you communicate with your client how do you run your projects i mean i'm sure at some point we'll we'll have a um an episode on working for yourself and all of those different things yeah um, and but so yeah but so yeah so that's that's kind of me um and, and yeah that's that's it I'm a, I'm a nerd i'm a dev like i love i love technology so yeah you've been trying um, to make me a dev all the time aren't you well i i do <laughs> i do i mean i have um so just let's just do a bit primer about me and you um so i've known alpha i don't know how long we've known each other now probably five or six years five years is it that long i don't know i can't really remember yeah probably it's about five, five years, or six years probably probably um, three or four years and it we've been a bit more closer and uh, yeah for sure yeah around this stuff and whatever yeah yeah so um so me and alan do like a good gaming session every now and again um play games well whenever we get chance to because we have young families which um in a good way get in the way of that for sure um so yeah, so we've known each other for ages. I think. Uh, well, we'll go through you in a, in a second, um, but you come mm-hmm. from a slightly different world than I do. Um, but like you say, it's always we've never we never struggled to talk about you know the technicals or anything like that, have we? Together, you know, even though we do come at it from two different you know two different genres, two different angles, yeah, yeah, and for we, sure. It's sometimes benefited either side as well, hasn't it? In those conversations. Yeah, I mean, it's just we don't, second pair of eyes. That's and, it, and 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 that's it. You know, the the gaps that, you know, yeah, like when I've got an issue with my Office three six five, Al's the guy <laughs> that I talk to. You know, like he's my he's my um, he's my IT support. That's for sure. Even though Al doesn't even do that every day, but he gets lumped with it anyway. So, um, but yeah, so and I come at it from a you know um, from a purely you know building bespoke applications um, sort of viewpoint. So yeah. Anyway. Let's stop talking about me. Um, let's <clears throat> talk about Alan Armstrong, the man, uh, the legend. So, um, give us a give us some background, Al. Where where do you come from? So, I guess I started getting into sort of IT, and it was more around tech support at that point. Um, you know, when I had my, you know, when I looked at uh, the 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 um, the home PC or the home computer, and whenever it was Windows ninety five, Jesus. And that's some time ago, and for some Showing reason was able age, to sort of fix it. Yeah, age. I know, I know. But um, you know, fixing it, you know, when I was younger, yeah. um, it kind of moved from there. You know, being interested in how things work, how you know how it all puts together, building it, fixing it. Yeah. Um, and then went to college, did uh, national diploma in IT stuff, yeah. um, and then went into an apprenticeship with the local authority, uh, Dorset County Council. So. From there, build my way up within the organization, you know, as tech support, um, moving into second line. So going out and actually fixing stuff with customers and that relationship. Um, And then moved into the infrastructure and looking after um, Windows 10 and, you know, builds and things like that. And it kind of went from there. So with the the local authority kind of got got to my um, 
got to where I could, you know, as far as I could go in there and then decided that I kind of feel like I want to help other people, you know, and so went into consulting and moved to where I am today and looking at security, looking at Microsoft security products and helping secure people's identities and, you know, their 365, their endpoints, you know, deployments of Windows 10 in their environment. Um, normally, you know, quite large organizations, but can be small as well. So, so would you say you've done that sort of um, traditional move from on-prem into the cloud? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I am you know always pushing people to move to the cloud where it makes sense. You know, it yeah. doesn't always make sense. Yeah. Um, depends on the data and things like that. But yeah, moving into the cloud services, looking after three six five. Um, so yeah, and loving life at the moment in my current role. So. Yeah. Um, so what, what what do you currently do? So I work for a Microsoft Gold Partner um, uh, as a security consultant. And I've been there for two years now. Wow. Um, that's gone that's quick. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah, two years. <laughs> it seems like last um, month, to be fair. I know. That's amazing. Um, but um, yeah, so um, and it's they're called, you know, they're called identity experts. You know, we... we so what do they do, Alan? Experts. What do they... Yeah. Well, they... Uh, <laughs> They're experts in identity access management and um, the, the security within Microsoft products. Okay. So um, I work in the security, you know, security side and some of the identity stuff within Azure AD and things like that. So, you know, I've got to keep up with all that technology. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all products that are, Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, so, it's crazy. Uh, and it's, it's, I, oh, I can't even, yeah, that we, we need to have a, I think we need to have a whole podcast episode on how Microsoft needs to slow down because it's just ridiculous, <laughs> isn't it? Right? Like, um, just as a little primer for everybody else, we were sort of, um, we built a, um, so we're going to have a new segment on the show and we built a, um, uh, oh, was it a flow or a, a logic app? I can't remember. I think it's a flow, isn't it? Um, which it's syncs, a flow, yeah. Or it's a few flows, wasn't it? To sync, um, like... Uh, different rss feeds from blog posts so that we could basically aggregate it we'd have a huge list for us to go through us for us to read as well but also to pick out you know the most important topics because there are i don't know how many flows we had i think we had like i want to say it was like either 12 or 15 like it was a lot wasn't it there was a there was yeah i think i had I, I think i had something like six wasn't it yeah it was the, ridiculous uh, the, the, the microsoft stuff yeah and, it's and then just, you, had you, the, you don't realize until you you know, you, you, you create, well, we created it, and to start off with, there wasn't very much, was there? But then you check it like a week later, and the list is just like in the planner board. It's just like, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. I just, they need to slow, well, they don't need to slow down because it's great. Like, what they do is they, they, you know, they've got huge amounts of people working on so many different features and, and new products. It's it's really good. It's great for, you know, our clients because that, that innovation is done by somebody else, and we get to, you know, use that. Um, but yeah, for us professionals, it's like, what is this new thing? Because if you miss something that's been in preview for a long time, that's the problem I have. Mm. It's like, I have an announcement, like something's just gone GA and it's probably been in preview for six months. And I'm like, I didn't even, hear, I didn't even hear about that. So yeah, it's just keeping up with the news and like, just trying to work out what is, you know, what's there. It's just, yeah. So, um, so why do you think? Uh, just going back to it. Sorry, a bit of uh, you know, you know, digression <laughs> there. Um, why, why do you think Microsoft now? Like, why, why, why aren't you a specialist in some sort of other technology stack? 
I think it's probably because you know work you know when I was working at the local authority and, and probably other businesses you know it's all been Microsoft anyway yeah and that sort of move you know you know licensing you know out you know, outlook in office that was on prem and then you know two, well, three or four two, three or four years ago now you know it's moving the cloud appeared yeah you know it just kind of every you know majority of customers tend to morph into 365 yeah so kind of you know you know and it was part of my role at the local authority to help um you know bring bring it on some yeah. of it anyway um i was definitely involved yeah. um so you know it's kind of built then you know because of my ability to you know soak up all that knowledge there yeah. and then you know moving to identity experts allowed me to have you know, that baseline to then help others correct yeah so yeah i mean yeah, i think that's you, why i think it's just where it is do you think that when you did work for the local authority you gained because there weren't maybe as many people there you know doing that cloud migration and a lot of it was you know doing it for the first time like there wasn't there, there were obviously other case studies, but it's quite insular when you work at um, like an organization like that, right? You know, you've got the way that it's done before. Mm. And a lot of those technologies were being done well in that organization for the first time. And there isn't maybe necessarily for every single thing you do, there's enough budget there to be able to say, you know, let's bring in a team of consultants to tell us how to do this. A lot of it yeah. is like go out and learn it yourself. Um, and then, you know, we know we you know, we need this type of technology for X, Y, and Z, but go and learn it yourself and go and, you know, digest that information. Yeah, and, you know, that world was new as well. So there wasn't probably a lot of a lot of experts out there at the time. Yeah. Um, there, there were experts, I'm not saying there wasn't, but obviously there was, it was far and few because it was a building, yeah. building world. So Yeah, and it was also, you know, very new for everybody. So I suppose mm -hmm. that, you know, the maturity of the partner structure there in my side of my, you know, it was there, don't get me wrong, there was definitely people that knew what they were doing, but, you know, for, yeah, for the sort of scale of deployments you were doing. I mean, that's, but that's, I think, you know, both of us, we didn't go into, like, I didn't go to university, um, but, or any of that, like, the more traditional routes, like, I'd say, well, no, not traditional. It depends where you're from and your background and all of those different things. But um, I think both of us are very learn. We've learned on the job, you know, as we've been yeah. doing it. Um, we've, you know, we've gone gone through it. We've seen it in action. Um, and that's what sort of guided how we do things. Um, right. Okay. So that's a bit of a primer about us. So basically, Al is your, is your, your identity guy um says it on the says it on the name i, I mean i don't need to, i don't not just identity. <laughs> I, I just want to say one thing if anybody from identity experts is listening to this i wasn't making a jab at um identity experts i just love the fact that it's just named so well it's just like <laughs> this is what we do and we are yeah. very specialist in what it's like it's like total ron seal isn't it but it's not even corny is it like that's the best part about it it's just yeah you guys are just amazing at what you do so um so yeah that's like amazing. Right. Should we have a bit of a chin wag about some news? Um, because we have been recording for 23 minutes. Um, Alan, this is your yeah. 23 minute warning. We didn't have a 23 minute warning. <laughs> I'm just saying like podcasty sort of thing. So, um, right. Let's dive into um, some topics. Um, right. Let me just bring up. So spot instances, Al. Uh, do you know what a spot instance is? Not off the top of my head, no. I've not kept up with that bit. Okay. I did see it today, though, admittedly. 
Oh, did you? But, today? Yeah, I'm building VMs today, yeah. <laughs> oh, what's this button? I'm going <laughs> to... Um, right, so in Azure, we've had low-priority VMs uh, for a long time now. Good yep. for batch processing. Very, very, very cheap. Um, obviously, you bring them up and destroy them. Um, they're usually, you know, you build an image or and just bring it up to do a task and then you shut it down. You pay, you know, per, per second or whatever the billing is. But the idea is that it's for, you know, sort of overnight batch workloads and and you know and things like that um so um so we've now got spot pricing which i i don't know there's another service provider out there that has a very similar name um and it's again a very similar a very similar thing to um low priority virtual machines but the cost per hour is just variable dependent on the demand that's out there so the um, the low priority VMs are f- fixed discount and they are destroyed when the capacity goes. It's like, you know, right. we've run out of space for low priority, they're gone. But now with spot virtual machines, um, I believe you can, um, you can, you basically do a bidding system where you say, this is the max I'm willing to pay for this. So in a, in a traditional thing, you might use spot instances for like an application that's maybe resilient to, to outages. So you might run like a, a scale fleet of let's let's say you had a spiky workload where you would say, OK, I definitely need 10 VMs uh, that all do the same yep. thing. And I need those. But what I'll do is I'll have five running permanently. I'll pay full price for five. And the other five mm-hmm. I'll run as spot instances. And if they get destroyed... I could run on five, you know, like my app wouldn't fall over. I might get a bit of, you know, degradation in my service, yeah. you know, like a response times might increase, but it wouldn't be detrimental um, to the experience. And you could save effectively a huge amount of money because these spot instances are, and low priority VMs are so cheap, like compared to, compared to actual, you know, it's just, it's just absolutely, it's just absolutely insane. Right. And, and the thing is, as well, is um, we'll we'll include like the link to the um, Azure blog post about it. And the the big thing about this is spot instances has been in, have been in preview, and now they are GA. Um, so that is sort of the news um, to talk about. So it's it's definitely worth people looking at if they're looking for a flexible, um, lower cost, um, you know, uh, virtual machine. Uh, solution so if you've got a development and test environment you might want to run it on a spot instance because if it gets destroyed it could be that it's not the what if it gets evicted sorry not destroyed i shouldn't really call that i should use their actual (laughs) terminology um if it gets evicted then what's the downside you know somebody has to fire up a one that's paid for you know so i think that's you you wouldn't want to put a domain controller on it I, i i yeah i (laughs) <laughs> that, that's not my area of expertise but that sounds like a bad that, that sounds yeah, like a bad you know that sounds like a bad thing if people can't um yeah can't authenticate i mean it would be <laughs> it'd be pretty it'd be pretty terrible um but yeah so i don't think there's loads of like functionality in there i'm not going to go through that that's just you know it's just a big high level primer but spot instances are ga now everyone um right al from the world of identity and security give me something so we'll stick with um, sort of the Azure, Azure world and um, we'll talk about Sentinel. So have you heard of Sentinel? Um, isn't that something to do with the Matrix? 
anyway no yeah i have i have i'm just i'm just i'm just this is this is basically what mine and alan's conversations are is our talking seriously to me and me going sorry what i've never heard of that um i have heard of it i've never used it myself it's not really my area but if you just want to give a real quick overview of what it does so so it's a it's a, a seam in the cloud and seam being a security information and events management system um so there's other there's other products out there that are uh, well known um that run as seams and they run on premise and they run in the cloud um but microsoft have brought Sensor when it was announced in quite some time now it's probably ignite time where it probably came out properly um and it's there now and you know at the moment and for the foreseeable future the office 365 logs uh, majority of them are free to ingest into there because you pay a in uh, per gig ingestion cost which okay. isn't large amounts but things like um when you you know push up a firewall logs up there can yeah. be quite expensive okay be like 40 gig a day kind wow. of thing and times <laughs> two pound or three yeah. three pound it's insane yeah you know, when it, it's it seems a lot but probably um in the world of seams it's probably you know reasonable pricing okay right. um so yeah so it's good to um you know it's it'll be practically it's not free but it's practically free to run and you can see all your you know events from all your security products in office 365 and all your activity and stuff so is um, sentinel, so, it's a good place to, so you only pay for ingestion consumption with sentinel is there like a, do you have to be a certain you know on a certain ad like ad premium or whatever to or is it just a standard so product how does it work it's only it's only the connectors so the data coming in some of those products some of the connectors require you to have those services okay um, right. so yeah. like if you had microsoft cloud application security mm-hmm. and you wanted the logs from that to come in to it you have to have of the course, licensing yeah. for yeah okay um but ingest data from other products, you know, checkpoint, Cisco firewalls, F5s, you know, and you can ingest data from any um, product that's on premise and things like that. So okay. the idea is to bring all your data into one location and um, send to us some artificial intelligence, AI stuff in there to work out when there's bad things happening. Or you can build your own with the KQL language. Okay. So right. quite Quite so that so so when it monitors those logs, you can either use the sort of inbuilt um, analysis engine that it's got, which is AI yep. powered, and you know all those things. Or if you're looking for specific events that are happening, you can build your own sort of intelligence engine. In effect, if you yeah, you know, because you might have some sort of bespoke log going in there that isn't part of a like a a large absolute yeah right. It might and, be yeah and, okay. And it's an evol- you know it's an evolving product still. It's you know it's quite it's quite new. There's new connectors being built, um, and some of the automation bits. So if there's an incident and you want something to happen, yeah. um, it's it uses playbooks, which is in effect logic apps. Okay. So you can start using that to then say, well, you know this incident's happened. I'm going to go and send an email to the SecOps team, or the yeah. um, I'm going to put a ticket in. So there's okay. the ticketing system kind of thing. So, so we've got another powerful. thing that's like like a flow, like a logic app, but now it's actually something else, right? Oh, uh, no, it's, or it's is using it a playbook, not the same thing, or is it? It's called it's called it's called a playbook within Sentinel, but it is in the back end a, a logic app. Okay, right. So, okay, got it. Okay. Um. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's 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 amazing, isn't it? I mean, especially if it's only like um, consumption base in terms of like the amount of data going into it. That seems really reasonable for me. Like, yeah, 
seems insane. Yeah, and just one one quick thing to say is that when you um, when you have Sentinel, you can um, for free um, retain the data for ninety days as well. Well, the data that's um, so do you pay a storage fee when it's inside of the or not? You don't you because it's in the bo- the back end of it is um, log analytics, so you pay for okay, ingestion right. and and the storage is retention, so how many days you keep it. Yeah. Um, yeah. With with log analytics, thirty days is for free. Okay. And anything above you pay for but when you include sentinel you get it for 90 days and then you can pay it more you can pay additional cost to keep wow. it that's insane especially if you're but i suppose that's probably covered by your ingestion cost anyway right they've probably factored that in yeah it's it? not it's not yeah yeah yeah, it's yeah not but, free it, yeah it, you don't have to pay anything on top of what you're paying yeah they get you somewhere i'm, I'm sure they just, <laughs> they just wrap it up into one easy number and you're like what per yes. gigabyte like what okay yeah but that's that's it though but i think that that just goes to show that that's another level that you can bolt onto things you're already generating, like those logs, you know, mm. every system produces logs and like, you know, just having something else watching over over it. I think that's, yeah, a lot of what you do is having somebody else there that's like not secret, but like invisibly watching, you know, looking over your shoulder, looking at what you're doing and giving you recommendations on how to be more secure mm-hmm. without having to have a technical person sitting there checking things, right? That's the, that's, that's, yeah. you know, the... It's to give, yes, give them, give, give SecOps teams time to protect, yeah. you know, get all the, 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 it's not boring stuff, but, you know, the, the, the trolling through logs and everything. Oh yeah, because when do people have time for do that to do that nobody has time to do that do they so it just probably just doesn't get done and this is a you know this will get done and it will get done all the time um right azure blob storage alan i hear you uh i hear you rejoice with absolute excitement (laughs) and um so right here we go geo zone redundant storage is now globally available um, so this is making sure that your so blob storage, if people don't know, is um, effectively um, a service where you can um, add files to a storage um, container, um, a storage account, and Microsoft will store that for you. Um, and there are different levels of um, data protection. So I cannot remember what the standard SLA is. I even for locally redundant storage, I think is like. Um, three copies um, across data centers in a region or boxes in a data center. I can never remember, uh, but it's it. The, the SLA is like nine dots. Like it's, it's ridiculous. Like it's, it's, it's insane. The durability is insane. And this takes it, this takes it to a different level because we're talking about redundant storage over zones. So it's in it's generally in a paired zone so if you're talking about the uk you'd be uk south and uk um west um so your your data is not only redundantly stored inside of that zone in the data centers in that zone it's also replicated to other zones um and it just i mean i'm not sure it is it's, it's insane like it's it's absolutely like nuts um what they've done and it's got it's got versioning um it's it's got everything you would ever need and it's got insane insane amounts of durability. So if you have a zone, you know, a, a lot of the times when I'm building um, systems inside of Azure and they talk a lot about zone disaster recovery. So what happens if one zone goes down, right? That's the, you know, because it's not, so, in my opinion, 
it's not so much nodes going down inside of a data center, right? Because they have this, what is it? What do they call it in data center land? It's like, is it swap or they um, kill it? I can't remember what it's called. I, somebody said it the other day. I was listening to a podcast. It's basically like if anything goes wrong in a server nowadays in a data center, people just like kill it instantly. I can't remember what they call it. Anyway, it's called like splat or something like a oh, spot. Somebody, I don't know. I'm really kicking myself. I can't remember that. Basically, shoot it if it moves or something like that. It's, it's, it's whatever the whatever the thing is. Basically, like if a hard drive murmurs that it's got a problem, the whole box just gets deleted. Like you know, it just gets everything gets moved off of it before. You know, like those node level incidents that the, you know, the tracking and telemetry of those systems is just so good nowadays. It's just like everything's because everything's virtualized now, isn't it? And it's all just moved off seamlessly and jumping between nodes and, and things. But when they talk about a zone wide outage, if you if you imagine um, like, I don't know, let's uh, bet a huge part of the UK floods or a volcano erupts somewhere. Um, around the Microsoft data, you know, like you're going to want to migrate, point point your applications, um, your traffic to your applications to a different um, availability zone and then work from there. So we have these systems for VMs, for databases, you know, read replicas, um, you know, back, you know, point in time restore. And that, you know, we've now got this for, for blob storage, even though blob storage is already like insanely durable, yeah. Um, you know like you put something in blob storage and it's like there um i can't i don't really know the difference in pricing i haven't got that on what i've got um what i've got here but it's just yeah it's just another level of redundancy on top um for everybody so yeah that's now not in just preview that's in that's in general availability which is amazing it does sound good I mean, who doesn't want more durability? I mean, I think the thing as well is because it's so... Um, with all of these like features, it's just turn it on. Like, it's not... You don't have to configure your app. Like, you know, do you know, do you know mm. what I mean? It's not like a... You know, um, it, you know and, and that's the thing. I'll get, I'm just reading through this as well. It's, you know, so this versioning and point-in-time restore is, is brand new. Like, it's gone into preview as well. Um, so that's that's where I'm getting that from. So... This, this is the thing there, just, you know, you turn on, you pick the level of redundancy you want and the storage costs are very reasonable. I mean, with blob storage, you pay an access fee. So you pay to store it, you pay to retrieve it. Like, and, you know, so there is, there's a billing system, you know, there. But as a, a way to store like data, um, it's, you know, well, blobs, it's, it's, it's insane. Like it's not, you know, you just, you put it there. And you can use, you know, like, because a lot of our apps that we build now are, um, you know, we're, a lot of us are moving away from, like, traditional sort of monolithic um, backends and stuff like that, where you would send the file to the server, then that would, you know, that's not really a thing that we, well, we do do that, that still happens, but it's, it's moving away from that, it's moving into this, mm. you know you know, this PaaS environment where you don't have local storage and you need to put your blob somewhere. So where do you put it? You put it in blob storage because there's a connector for every single different language out there um, to put stuff into blob storage, right? You know that from the work you've done in um, Logic and Flow. It's like, yeah, I want to store something yeah. in blob, like create a connector. Okay, it goes into there. So yeah, so it's great that we get more options for availability and I'm really, look well, I need to go and have a play with this versioning and point in time restore because... Um, 
me and Al were working on Al helps me well we were building something where I basically go and scrape some data and store it and I have to keep I've made like copies to keep point in time versions haven't I um so I yeah. might not even need to do that if I can now do versioning inside of blob storage it's yeah, yeah. it's 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 ridiculous you know so um, and there's also, you know, for each of those blobs, there's role-based access control archive, you know, uh, locking so you can't delete, accidentally delete them and all of those various different, um, you know, those features that you would want um, in those, in in that sort of system. So, yeah, um, amazing. I love blob storage. Blob storage is like, yeah, it's just so handy. It's just like, okay, I can stick stuff in blob storage and I know I can be really confident that I don't have to worry about backing that up and making sure it's you know okay yes it needs to be backed up you know but and like yeah like you said it's easy to spin up as well it's not difficult <clears throat> to get it to get it takes to create a storage account like it doesn't even <laughs> you know you know no offense microsoft but azure can sometimes be a bit slow to bring things up uh redis <clears throat> cough cough um but like azure storage accounts it's like bang done like it's it's live and it's it's, it's insane it's absolutely like I don't know how they do it, but assume, yeah, whatever. But it's just, yeah, love it. Absolutely love it. What you got for me next, Al? What's next on your, your identity? So I don't know if you'll know about, about this, but um, have you ever used in Azure AD? Have you ever used dynamic groups? Uh, yeah, yeah. So you do like a, a filter of people, basically. So you say yeah. like, I think I've got one in mind for like everybody that's on Windows 10 or something like that. Is that a dynamic yes. group that we made? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. We've used so, that before. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so for anyone who doesn't know, um, dynamic groups is basically um, with the attributes from a user, you know, the department, um, the operating system of a device. Um, you can basically um, auto-populate a, a group dynamically. Um, so it's really good for like you know saying you know, all the HR staff or the all of the Windows 10 devices that we just sort of said. Um, the problem was that. When you did the query, you never knew if, if it was actually going to work. Okay. So when you submitted it and saved it, yeah. um, it would, you know, sit there and then, you know, sometimes instantly start populating the fields, you know, populating users. Um, sometimes it take twenty minutes. Um, right. Okay. And you know, after twenty minutes, you'd be like looking at it and going, "Oh, it's not worked. Okay, let's go and change it now. Wait another twenty minutes." Right. So Microsoft recently announced um, public preview of uh, validation of that dynamic group query. So as you build it, you yeah. can then go and check there and then to see if it would you know, select this user right, um, okay. to prove that it works because then you can just get on with it. Um, what, because you, really I, suppose you've got a, yeah, I suppose you've got a known user that should be part of that group. So you can say, yeah, run this and make sure that Alan is in this in this group. Is yeah. that basically and, what it's doing? And the other way around, you know, you've got users that you won't know that, that shouldn't be in it as well or okay. devices that should and yeah. shouldn't be in it. Okay. Um, so yeah, so it's really good to. Um, so that time that it takes for that, the time it takes for that group to become active, is that now reduced to zero? Now, is that also part? So of it? it still takes. I think it still takes. It can take up to twenty minutes for the you know back end of your AD to then go through yeah. everything and, okay. and run its cycle, membership cycle. But yeah. um, you can you can instantly check it there and then to see um, if it's there. And I think as well, if someone's not gone into that group. You can do a validation on them, and it will tell you why they don't meet this. Right. Okay. So you so can, you can the see way. the reasons. So, so okay. So you yeah. can see each of the conditions that they failed to meet to go into that. Group. Yeah. Great. Great. Amazing. That seems like because that would seem like 
as a developer and a debugger, like spending time. Like if you imagine <laughs> if you write a query and it takes 20 minutes to update, you're literally sitting there potentially just waiting, saying it either doesn't work. And how do you, you know, excuse my ig- ignorance, like when you're making changes to those groups in production, right? Because yeah. Azure AD is always in production, I assume. There's no like, is there yep. a staging version of it? Like you might have a test I don't know how you guys do that, but like, so if you imagine you've got this live system where you're editing these groups and you don't know what's causing somebody not to be in there and there's potentially like a manager or something standing here going, why isn't this person in this group? And you're like, I'm just waiting for it to update. And you don't know if it's, you know, I can imagine that that's fixed it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you've got to wait. It's like, I made a change, come back in 20 minutes, 20 minutes later, it hasn't made a difference because you haven't done it correctly. That's Mm -hmm. like, you know, that's, you know, that's what happened to me. I've I've been there, you know, because, um, you know, when, um, when Android enterprise is going slightly, slightly out, but you know, Android enterprise came in from into Intune and then you wanted to target that, um, you know, some of the documentation didn't necessarily say what you had to search for or what it looked like. So you'll, you keep trying it till you get you know, the devices yeah. in there kind of thing. So yeah. it's, yeah. Because I can imagine <laughs> if it took me, if I was uh, diagnosing like an issue with a piece of software, obviously I can rapidly, you know, change some code, rerun it, you know, run a test or yeah. an integration <laughs> test or an end-to-end test or, or just manually click through and get it, you know, and to replicate an issue. Having to wait 20 minutes is like, it's insane like you know and uh, i assume some of these groups can be quite complicated like not just simple yeah is this person you know on a windows 10 device you know um like or you know yeah yeah you know we've had some where it's like you know if it's from this domain you know and then excluding these people and or if they've got this attribute and things like that and you you start looking at it and you're going it doesn't work oh what why and then you start yeah or you've got to do weird, yeah. It, the filter's got to be, you know, starts getting quite, yeah. You, know, you say complicated. Complicated, yeah, yeah. And then you just got more <laughs> layers of abstraction to deal with and and to diagnose, right? Because you have no idea yeah. if there's six different elements inside that query. You're like, what's even causing? <laughs> like, you know, I could imagine yeah. that's pretty challenging. But it's great, like, and like, I think that's, I think that's one of the things, um, especially you know, it's quite apt at the moment with you know this, uh, you know, um the surge of people onto teams is like a really good, another one of this where they're always looking to making that experience like better in all aspects. Right. Yeah. You know, we see that all the time is that it's not almost they, it seems like to me, it's like anything that makes logical sense just hasn't been done because it's just on the roadmap and they just haven't got enough. They've got other, you know, they've just prioritized their roadmap. Priority, yeah. It's going to happen. Like, you know, it's, you know, private channels like it's gonna happen like it's just (laughs) when like when will it drop finally you know and i think that's the i think that's one of the really like one of the massive benefits for me is because today um something might not make sense for me to use but tomorrow you know um you know you know like if i didn't think the redundancy already of um, azure blob storage was good enough and then they go right here's geo zone redundant storage i've actually got it now even though it's like right on my screen i can i can never get the acronym like it just it just um it always <laughs> thingies me that's why i've got to keep reading it but like do you see what i mean like it's always you know like i i've never really had a requirement to have versioning on my blob storage but it's in preview now and it's like that's free you know well i'm i'm, I'm free i'm paying for it you know but it's it's free you know if i had built my own storage system 
or my own way you know my own logic to group you know because mm. you could you could quite easily look into ad and manually create these groups couldn't you I, I could, i'm assuming you could automate that there must be tools to do that sort of thing um but yeah you'll be able to use PowerShell or something like that correct yeah so yeah. instead of rolling your own microsoft's like you know here's what you've got okay the developer you know not the developer the IT, the technical experience might be a bit lacking. So we're going to, you know, make that better for you. You know, that's, that's, that's a positive thing, you know. Um, right. Last, last topic. Cause we're already at 48 minutes. Me and Al said, yeah, yeah. we'll be done in half an hour, but we're, we're, we're yeah. I'm, yeah. Anyway, we tried our best. We tried our best. I'm really sorry, everyone. Um, so um, Microsoft build. Um, and this isn't really just Microsoft build, is it? Because obviously with the current, um, COVID-19 situation um, it's obviously sitting every part of our lives right every, you know I don't think there's anybody out there that hasn't been affected in some way you know it's 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 truly it's it's insane yeah. isn't it you know like this you know everybody knows about it we don't need to talk about it all the time but um but obviously Microsoft um, have made a decision to put build virtual only um, so basically from the i think it's the 19th it's next week isn't it? it's the 19th of may i think it is um they're doing 48 hours um worth of live streams i saw a scott hanselman tweet saying that it doesn't matter what time zone you're in we'll basically go in for 48 hours or something like that it's like absolutely <laughs> mental um did <laughs> did you did you see that they did like a little have you seen like the um the intro video for it no, not yet. Um, it shows like um the speakers right and um i i don't i don't think scott hanselman made it but he's obviously doing i think him and his team are doing a lot of work for build because it's more developer focused so they're, they're yeah. you know doing the streams and everything like that but in the um the intro video it's like speakers his was first and then satchel was like four or something like that and it was like we really know who runs microsoft around here do you know what i mean like twitter just went absolutely <laughs> mental with it it was really cool um but yeah no so starts on the 19th of may um and finishes on well it's a bit weird for us because um it's all pdt so um over here it starts um it goes throughout the whole night basically so both oh. it's it's it finishes at 6 30 a.m on the 21st for us so um yeah so i'm not the the thing is the power platform for developers one is it quarter past five on <laughs> quarter past five in the morning for us um on the 21st <laughs> wow. but apparently they're all going to be recorded anyway and i mean microsoft yeah. are usually pretty good um anyway with recording all the sessions and everything yeah. you know um you've been to inspire obviously so you you're a Ignite. Oh, ignite! Yeah, sorry, ignite. I just—I always, I always, sorry, I apologize. Yeah. I, it's just, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, my apologies. Um, I was sorry. I didn't mean to belittle you there. So sorry. About, sorry about that. Um, but yeah, Microsoft are usually pretty good with recording all the sessions anyway. But you obviously don't get that um thing. I mean, I, I really want. I've never been, um, I've never been to one of the big Microsoft conferences before, and I, I did seriously think about going to build this year i mean it is a big investment for anybody you know even if mm -hmm. your worker paying for it it's a it's for us it's a good week out of work isn't it um and it's hotels flights and even though you are there and there's an element of you know commercial engagement there um it is more of a um what's the best way to describe it it's it it is more just about learning and getting you know into the community and, and actually meeting yeah, and, and socializing with the, the microsoft you know product groups and things like that 100%. yeah definitely yeah that, and that was a big part of um ignite 
Yeah, and uh, stealing cushions. Uh, if my, anybody from Microsoft is listening, anyway, um, I've I've <laughs> never stolen a cushion in my life because I've never been to an event. You revive, <laughs> but Al can tell you about cushion stealing. Um, and I think yeah. So I, I saw. So yeah, if you'd registered um, for the real build, um, you got um, like a. They sent out their goodie bags. Um, they had like um, I think their little lunch boxes. Um, they look really cool, and they've got like socks and and stuff like that. So it's yeah, it's um, it's pretty cool. Uh, but that's that's it, isn't it? You know, and I think. Um, Ignite has gone virtual as well, hasn't it? Yep, this year it has. Yeah. Um, not, we don't know yet about future Ignites and things like that. Same yeah. with any of them, isn't it? Really? Well, that's it. We, so. we, it's all up in the air, isn't it? I think one for me. I know it's not like Microsoft and Azure is WWDC, like Apple's event. Like that's very big in like my sort of um, my world. Um, that's yeah. virtual now as well. And the thing with WWDC is, is it's so much smaller. Like it's not to the scale like it is still massive but to get a ticket is is pretty hard like you've got to have like a big app in the app store and you know and it's it's like a big thing and Mm. again it's a very expensive event you know you go to um fly to america the hotels are insane like it's just it's just it's just very expensive to do so um so i you know for us i think it's good because we'll get the best you know like everybody's going to be attending remotely aren't they Right, so everybody's yeah. going to be getting the same, the same sort of treatment. Yeah, and I think you know, even with these events, if they, if you know, they do become face to face eventually, you know, the experience is really good to be there, but you still get a hell of a lot of information from the, from the streams and everything. It's all there. Yeah, yeah. So you, you yeah. know, it's too much out. No, you don't. No, and I think that's, I think that's what, the great part of <laughs> any mark, any Microsoft event is they are the real value for us technical people yeah. anyway are in those you know those sessions aren't they they are the you know and especially the smaller sessions you know if i've ever like i went to future decoded this year um and those events yeah. those sessions like the qas were just and they weren't like future decoded is us it's massive it's still massive it's like it was at the excel like it was a big big old thing i mean i'm guessing it's nowhere near like a, a build or an ignite i'm assuming um but still the amount of qa that went back and forwards because they bring you know even though future decoded is more about the technology not necessarily the deep dive into how it works like it's not a yeah it's like a how we're using ai to you know um to do x y and z or or whatever it is and how we're using power automation to, to 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 fix this this need um but still the insight that you gain from the people there you know like and future decoder is a free event isn't it it's like it's not even a it's not even a big old paid thing you know what i mean it's and it's, it's over two days and it's got you know it's it's really good like I, I i'm a big fan of microsoft events they they really know how to put on a like they've been doing it for years yeah they? they know how to put on an event so yeah. yeah um so i think people i mean build is more um build is more um developer focused but obviously as we know um more and more more and more, just with IT, really, more and more development um, projects are now moving into the cloud, right? You know, the the idea of a company, you know, hosting stuff on prem is is still there, but it's not. It's 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 being um, augmented with, you know, in the cloud. So it's definitely worth, you know, just looking through the um, the agenda now. I mean, loads of it is like Azure for every developer. Uh, the future of tech, um, power platform for developers. Like it's all, there's loads of Azure bits 
like in there do you know what i mean it's not it's not just it's not just code so actually to be honest with you i'm just looking through i'm just trying to work out if there's any like i don't see like a you know net five like you know there's, there's there's none of those sorts of sessions it's just you yeah. know it's high level like i don't know I, I don't i haven't seen the the content of each of these so um so yeah so i think that's pretty much it i mean it is 56 minutes now so we should probably let people <laughs> like we were supposed sorry everybody we were supposed this is our first one obviously um so you know any feedback is definitely welcomed isn't it you know what we what, yeah we, we just hope that that us just sitting down having a chat about azure um you know might give some value to to everybody that's listening um and we want to continue to do it because i think we do this anyway so it's not really except for the editing which i haven't done yet so we've got to do that um so just just an fyi for everybody um we're recording our if you're listening via audio we're, we're recording our webcams um we're going to upload it to our youtube channel um we haven't got that YouTube channel yet, so I can't tell you what the <laughs> URL of it is. Um, but there'll be links to the YouTube channel if you want to watch like our faces. You probably don't. Um, and that's pretty much it. When are we going to do our next one, Al? Like, I, I, I don't know. In I have no idea. A couple of weeks? Do, do you want to do it a couple of weeks? Yeah. Or... Something like yeah. that. Once there's enough to Here talk about, really, isn't it? You know, yeah. I, think that's the, I think that's the thing, because we don't want to... We don't really want to talk want to talk about boring concepts. The only thing is is that we need to decide on each of our episodes what we're actually going to talk about. Um, you know, like our main topic. You know, at the moment, you know, today yeah. it was just our um you know, introductions to us, that just talking about it, us. Yeah. yeah, it was, yeah. But going forward we're gonna try and pick a juicy topic to talk about. Um maybe it's in Alan's sort of um area, maybe it's in mine, or it's talking about you know um something completely different outside of not outside mm -hmm. of azure but still inside of like it and technology but outside of azure specifically um yeah i think that's yeah. that's pretty much it anything else you want to say al any shout outs you want to do to anybody anybody listening do you reckon there's anybody listening i don't know well, I, don't <laughs> I don't know i don't we'll have to see, won't we? well, we'll have to um, see. yeah 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 so yeah, it's definitely gone hasn't it well, that's it. We're, we're already at 58 minutes. It's, it's absolutely insane, isn't it? So anyway, okay, I think we'll leave it there. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. If you've got to the end, yeah. that's great. Thank you ever so much. Um, I've got <laughs> nothing to sell you. I don't want to sell you anything. Um, but yeah, if you could um, if you could subscribe to us, if you enjoyed us rambling for nearly an hour, that would be great. Um, and then, yeah, we'll catch you on the next one. Yeah, catch you later. Cheers. Bye.